Welcome to Your Expensive Self Podcast. I'm your host, Tasha Credle. I'm a self-healing and leadership coach, breathwork and meditation teacher, truth finder, activator, and a passionate student of life. I fully believe that everything is interconnected in our world and that it's time that we talk about the deeper truths of it. My goal is to share with you all that I know within the energetics of self-healing, health and wealth, spirituality, sexual energy, conscious business and leadership, basically all the things that I'm obsessed with. I am fully committed to helping you remember that you can lead, embody, create, and live from a place of wholeness, love, empowered sovereignty, and personal freedom. We have conversation with heart leaders, solo episodes, no BS, no filters, sharing from my heart to yours with integrity, love, and wisdom. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I'm so honored and excited to have you here with me, so let's get started. Hello, gorgeous human souls of humans who are just freaking epic. Very excited to have this conversation today for you guys to listen to because my dear friend James McRae, also known as Words Are Vibrations on Instagram, a very popular space for spiritual people considering he creates the most epic spiritual memes. Um, this this man I met over a year ago in Austin. It seems like I meet a lot of people in Austin. Um, and we did a plant medicine ceremony together. And since then, it was just like, yeah, we're, we're friends for a long time. We know this. And so I wanted to bring him on today because not only does his like who he is as a person really inspires me to just be more of me. But the way that he thinks about creativity and spirituality and the way that we can transform our own lives and stories into art so effortlessly and gracefully with clarity is really inspiring to me. And like I said, lately, it just feels like bringing that evidence more of like who you are, what you're doing, what you've been through, what what you are currently going through or whatever transition you're in right now, whatever that looks like, it's exactly on perfect divine timing. And there's an invitation to constantly just come back in that space of knowing and trust. And I've observed, you know, James um, quitting his job over a year ago and going full time online by having a creativity school and a meme school and a community and just building everything super organically um, just by really simple things. And so just hearing a little bit more about his process, who he is, his background is very inspiring for all of us. And yeah, I really think you guys are going to enjoy the conversation today. It's, It's very juicy and light and funny and all the things. So I just want to remind you guys just before we get started that this Thursday, March 31st at 11 a.m. Eastern time, I am hosting a free masterclass on harmony, harmonization, energy cultivation, and really how it supports us into embodying our own natural, abundant, fluid momentum and what that looks like and why so many of us are feeling it right now, especially as spring is here. I'm witnessing so many people either leaning into one side of their own energies or the other 
other side of their energies and like how can we come back into a place where it is cultivated it is harmonized it it is supportive to us and so we talk a lot about it actually and during this podcast like it just came out naturally I'm like oh my god of course we're talking about this it's perfect timing so if you would like to join us you can scroll down to the show notes you can register there or you can go directly to my Instagram and just sign up there again it's going to be March 31st 11 a.m eastern time if you can't make it live you will receive the recording for 72 hours and then it's going to be gonzo so yeah that's i think that's that's all the updated news all right enjoy the conversation i'll see you guys after Hi, James. Yo, Tasha. How's it going? Yo. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here. People, people, this is James McCray. As he is known as Words Are Vibrations on Instagram, the famous Instagram account with spiritual memes. I'm so excited to have you here. I mean, you're way more than just that, but that's why I want to talk about it today. And I wanted to have you on to not only like know more about you. I mean, obviously we've chatted and you know hung out a bunch of times but I really wanted to like dig deeper into like the whole creativity and the meme and like your story and your writing and all the things and I think like a big theme for me right now in the whole podcast like bring I have a lot of people actually from Austin coming on um people from our community for me it's like I think we just need a lot of evidence right now as to like what we're all doing and like to support ourselves to tap into our gifts and like just hearing more stories because I think humans, I mean, you know this, right? Like humans really learn best through stories. So I think you're a beautiful evidence to have just in terms of like your journey, you know, coming a year ago being like, I just got let go of my job <laughs> when we were at like Casa together at lunch and seeing you where you're at now. I'm so happy to see you there and yeah. So welcome. Thank you so much. And and we, we, we've had so many good conversations um, that were not recorded. So it's always fun. It's always fun to hit record and then go deeper and then, and then, you know, see, see where that goes. So yes. I'm super, I'm super excited to be here chatting with you. Yay. So tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you came from, what's your story, wherever you feel called to start with. There's no, there's no how to with this. It's just flow and conversation. Absolutely. Well, I'm from a very small town in mm -hmm. Southwest Minnesota, mm -hmm. like kind of like as off the grid as you can get. Like there was um, like two streets wow. <laughs> where I, where I, where I grew up and like, it was kind of cool though, because it was very secluded and very safe and very, you know, I just had like plenty of space to just play and to wander and to imagine and like mm. my friends and I would just kind of go exploring in the woods every day and like wander down the railroad tracks to see like where it would take us and like everything just seemed like an adventure um so it was it was it was a pretty it was a pretty like nice but also sheltered childhood and I was, I was kind of free to be creative because there, you know, if you, if you grew up in New York city or you grow up in like some place where there's pressure to become someone like right now, there are like kids in Manhattan that are like six and they're already like being put on a track, like to get into the right 
you know, grade schools so they can get into the right high schools so they can get into the right college so they can get into the right grad school so they can get into the right job. And like everything is very strict and like regimented and like that is, you know, if you want, if you want to be like a high powered lawyer and that like, that's the route to do it. Like, I guess that's what you have to do. And if those are your goals as a parent, like that's fine, more power to you if you're in that position. And when you have the money and the, you know, the means to like pursue that path for your children. But for me, there was like, there were no colleges around us. Like there was no comp, there was no educational like competition. You know what I mean? Wow. So like, yeah. I was just kind of free to be creative and to explore and to like mm-hmm. use my imagination. And that just kind of got me on the path of being like a writer and an artist. Mm. And I've never really looked back from that. You know, I've, I, I definitely had a period where I'm like, okay, I need to get my, professional life together. And I ended up like going to art school uh, and then getting a job in the advertising industry. Mm-hmm. So I was still being creative, but it was like within the confines of like the advertising industry. So it, it's, it's, it, I, I kind of was able to sneak into the business world through the back door, like as mm-hmm. a, as a creative, like as a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And then once I was in, I could kind of, um, just play around with that role and expand my my position, I ended up becoming like a brand strategist in, in the advertising industry for several years mm-hmm. uh, in, in New York city and like getting like swept away in the, in the, in the, in the rat race mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 and all of that. But I all, even when I was working in advertising, I always kind of kept my creative, you know, process on the side writing, mm-hmm. you know, making art mm-hmm. and, you know, eventually just built up that, creative um, side enough where I was getting books published and I was like getting a following online through my art. Mm-hmm. Um, What's and your now first that's book? kind of, so my first book is called shit. Your ego says, <laughs> great. And that, and that was published by Hay house. Wow. Oh, you told me about, this. I remember this. About I was like fi- surprised. Wow. Yeah. Five, <laughs> like five, five years ago now. So I was working, wow. I was working full time in an advertising agency on Madison Avenue. And then like every morning and every night I was like working on my book, you know? Um, and I'm so excited to get into that. Like the whole creative, like flow state, like when you're still quote unquote busy, like we're going to, yeah, we're going to get into that after for sure. That's fucking dope. Okay. And what came over, what came after that? Well, (laughs) you know, I, I learned, I learned that, you know, publishing a book doesn't change everything overnight. You know, I think a lot of people, like a lot of people want to be writers and are writers and they, they want to publish books. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things I learned was, you know, that's, 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 it's a cool step and it like does help, but like your life doesn't change overnight. Like I was still going to work every morning at the advertising agency, you know, like mm-hmm. it takes, you know, those royalty checks are not enough to quit your job and like, just be like a full-time author. So it's a really cool thing. It's it's not the end-all be-all that a lot of people think it is before they, you know, get their first book published, Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. super cool nonetheless. And it kind of puts you on the map in a, in a way, 
but uh, no. So after that, you know, I, I met my um, my now, my now fiance in New York, and she was inspired to move to L.A. And mm. we got super lucky because the we were living in a one bedroom apartment on the ninth floor of this shitty Manhattan building. And we would have been stuck there for quarantine when the pandemic started. Right. And instead we ended up moving to Topanga Canyon a couple months before COVID hit. And we ended up like being outside in the, in having a house in the sunshine and the California weather with the ocean. So we, lucked out so much to get out of New York at the right time. Haven't been, I haven't been back since <laughs> not, not planning to go back anytime soon. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, we were in, in, in Topanga Canyon for a year, which was felt like the universe was giving us a year long spa day just to like mm. heal from the pressure of New York with the sunshine, with the ocean. And then another hit of intuition told us to move to Austin, Texas so we did. And, uh, that's where I live now. And I've, this is where I've met so many amazing people, including yourself. And, uh, yeah, it's a really, uh, I'm really happy to be here now. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, whoever listens to this soon, I mean, you just released one of the funniest, I guess you could do, would you call that a meme? Well, the definite, we could go on and on about <laughs> okay, the definition right. of a meme. I mean, technically, uh, technically it, no. it, it's an internet meme, certainly. Yeah, okay. I mean, it it it, it kind of it's a, it's an image that went viral on social media. So it was I think, so good. Yeah the 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 what was it called the um I'm moving to Austin starter pack starter pack yeah and I got tagged in it so many times and because people know that we're friends they're like okay I didn't want to tag you too much but like here like haha did you see this I'm like yes I saw this I I get it yes I've been there. <laughs> It was funny. I, I I made that just like a few days ago and I was yep. sitting at a, I was sitting outside at a coffee shop mm-hmm. and I was just like people watching. Oh, that's, and, that's all it took. I like literally I just like started jotting down like Austin stereotypes. Oh, from, my God. From, specifically from like the spiritual coaching community. Yep. Um, And I just started writing down stereotypes and I, I'm like, so oh, I better funny. make this into a meme. And it, it's funny because it's all in love. Like I'm making fun of myself and I'm making fun of all yeah, my friends, us, just like kind of, your friends. And we're like, it it's okay, we'll take it. Everyone. Yeah. It's just, it's, it, it's, I was happy that no one got offended. Cause like, no, it's, it's good to laugh at yourself, you know? I think, and I, I think that's like a big point as to why you do what you do. You know, I think like, I, yeah, definitely a thing that I definitely feel like we connect on you and I is the fact that this industry can be so serious and that like bringing humor and laughter and lightness is actually extremely beneficial for our own remembering our own humanness and like not take it so seriously and um watching you grow I like I said like I remember I don't know you must have been at like 30,000 followers or something like that when we first met and then all of a sudden it was just like well, boom, like you got super creative and you, I remember you were just like in it. It's like, one thing I've witnessed about you is that it's very, it's natural, right? It's just like, yep, this, like I'm here, I'm doing this. It's like 10 PM. I'm just flowing with it. I'm not even trying to create more because of X, Y, Z, like, oh, I quit my job or I got let go. And like, now I should be like, there was none of that. Not that that you shared with me anyways, but 
Um, and I think I would love to hear more about what you think um, it takes, I guess, or like, what is the process of getting into that creative flow state that is just like natural and fluid and not restrictive and, and all these ideas come up. Yeah. I, I wish I had an easy formula to give you. It is really <laughs> like, I think, I think the one, I think the main thing is I've been doing this for so long, not making memes, but I've been writing and making art and drawing. And like, I've been dedicated to the, my own creative process for as long as I can remember. And even though I wasn't making memes, you know, everything you do informs your experience and it informs like the next thing you do. Right. So I just think I've done so much work in the creative space that like, I feel, I feel really secure in my ability to create. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, I will say, I will, I will, I will say this working for, in a, for an advertising agency for 10 years, like we had deadlines every week, you know, like we, mm -hmm. you know, we, you can't really afford to wait around until you feel inspired or you can't really afford to yeah. get duck or blocked because the clients are paying you a lot of money to come up with ideas. So right. like you need to do it and you find a way to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like going through a boot camp where it's like you learn to be creative when needed and you can't wait for inspiration. Um, mm -hmm. the, 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 the artist Chuck Close has a great quote where he said, inspiration is for amateurs. The, re the rest of us just get up and go to work every morning. Mm. So there, there is much as like working in advertising is not something that was like my soul's calling. Mm. It did give me a lot of training to like consistently produce ideas. Mm -hmm. So I think that helped quite a bit. And the other thing I would say is like, I love the process of what I do. Like when I wake up, there's nothing I, there's nothing I want to do other than like open up my notebook and just try to come up with some ideas. Mm. It's like exciting. Like right. if I, if I get an idea, it's like, Oh, cool. That's fun. I'll, I'll do that. And then I'll get another idea. I'm like, Oh, cool. I'll do that. And it's just like this process of discovery. It's a process of play and I just enjoy it. So like, I don't force it. It's not something that I have to do. It's not something I feel pressure. Cause like I post on Instagram every day. I've posted twice already today. Mm. And sometimes I'm like, man, huh? Did you, did you post about Will Smith yet? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> no, listen, it got, I'm not. It, yeah, I did. And it was like, people are going crazy of course, over, over that conversation. But um, sometimes I feel like, oh man, how can I keep this up? Like, what if I don't have, what if, what if I run out of ideas? Mm. <laughs> Cause like, and now I'm like, have this pace where I'm like, I'm posting something every single day. And like, and I just, it just keeps coming. Cause I'm just like, I don't try to, I don't, I don't try it. I just give myself the space to create and like, it's been flowing through me and, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's just, uh, I think it's just because I'm enjoying the process and it's fun and mm -hmm. I'm, I prioritize it. 
you know, cause, cause I want to, it's like, if you really love a friend, like you don't have to make an effort to hang out because you're going to prioritize it. It's like that. No, that's, mm-hmm. that's my best friend. Like we're going to hang out. Like if I go a week without seeing her, him or her, I feel off. Mm-hmm. And I, I, if I'm not like making stuff, I just feel off. It's just like, mm-hmm. at this point, it's just like what I do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's super fluid. And I think that's the best way to go about things because, and it's like, I think, like just reflecting back in terms of how you explained it with at the agency, I'm sure what it did energetically is really give you that like muscle of like structure and that like masculine energy. Um, yeah, of course. And then now it's like, it's so anchored and so foundational in your system that it's completely effortless. So you have the space for that creative flow, that feminine juice to come through and just like la 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 la, and just like come like no end, no end. And it's, and I think it's really like a lot of us experience that it's like, even for me, like I've experienced times where like things were just popping out of me, like left, right and center, like just nonstop. And there was a part of, I was like scared. I was like, Oh my God, what if it stops one day? Like as though my energy would stop. Like, no, if that happens, it means I'm dead. So like, it's so interesting that our minds are like trying to tell us, like our egos are trying to tell us like, there's a limit to this, you know? And then it's like, I'm sure maybe you haven't experienced that, or maybe you have like experiencing when that, that self-perceived limit comes up. It's like, what do you do in those moments when you're like, I know this is what my ego is saying. And like, how do I dissolve this so that I can just continue to allow the flow? Cause it's just an allowing. Absolutely. Well, I think it's key what you said about the, like the masculine and feminine energies, right? Because I think both, both are very important because Mm -hmm. you can, you, you, you can be heavy on the masculine side and like be committed and be dedicated and show up every day to, to, to create. But if you're not tapped into the feminine, which gives you that depth and that intuition, you know, and that flow, like you're, you're going to be like, it's going to be like fishing in a shallow pond Mm. or like, yeah, you can show up all you want, but like, you're not going to catch the big fish because you're in a shallow pond. Mm. But I've also, in in addition to my experience, you know, working in New York city and developing that masculine, I've also been, you know, on, on my own spiritual path. I was just going to say that, yeah. you know, being part of the spiritual community where like I, I studied Kundalini yoga for many years. Like I've studied Taoism and Buddhism and um, worked with plant medicine and been, you know, meditating every single day. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's the other, that's the yin to the yang mm-hmm. where I'm, I'm cause my creative process begins. Like I show up consistently, which you could consider that to be like a yang or masculine attribute. But when I show up, what I'm doing is I'm tuning in. I'm like Mm -hmm. meditate. I'm getting into a meditative state and I'm tuning in to whatever the universe wants to tell me. And I'm making myself a vessel to receive. Mm -hmm. So I'm not coming up. I don't put pressure on myself to come up with things myself. Mm. I just open myself into being a vessel to receive mm. and, and and let that energy flow through me. Mm-hmm. So that yin feminine aspect is every bit as important as the, you know, productive masculine side. It's like allowing ourselves to get out of the way and like, not, I'm telling a, like a lot of people, it's like, it's coming up a lot lately 
you know, every time we're talking about something, it's not just for ourselves, it's for others as well and vice versa. So like anytime I'm like saying something a lot, it's like, oh, cause I'm going through that. And I'm sure a lot of people are as well. Cause we are all to some extent going through the same shit at the same time. And, um, that was one thing I, I, I kept witnessing myself saying to myself lately and to others, it's like, just really trusting yourself to, and like allowing yourself to get out of the way, get out of the way. It's not just about you. And this is where like the ego, right. It's like me, 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 me. And then like, realistically what you're being brought forth to birth requires you to just really get out of the way and allow it to come through. And, um, do you find your, your, you like give yourself, um, like obviously you tune in, you meditate, uh, do you, do you pray of any kind of like, okay, like I, I receive whatever has been for my highest good, the highest good of all. Is there like a process for it? Sometimes I do that. I'm just curious if you're, you also have some type of commanding of energy to some extent. I probably should, you know, I, for, I I'm, it's funny because I'm very, I'm very structured in the sense of like, I'm always like consistent, but I'm all, I'm very unstructured in specifics. Right. Mm. So what I try, I just try, like, I think of, I think of prayer and meditation and channeling and all of these things as they're kind of like, they're all, they're all kind of the same thing I feel. And they're just, you know, different traditions define them in different ways. Yep. I think that what you're doing is you're, you know, the, I just call it intuition where like you have, whether you're praying or you're meditating or you're channeling, like your consciousness is somehow going beyond your conscious thoughts, mm-hmm. right? You're, 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 I call it listening to the space between the thoughts and you're almost like scanning the solar system. Mm. It's almost like there are like little ideas floating around. <laughs> and if you are, if you, if, if you're a, if you're a religious person, you might interpret that through the lens of prayer. You might say, I pray and I, mm-hmm. and I, and I get these messages from God. Mm-hmm. Great. That that's the story that works for you. Mm-hmm. You might be like a new age, like channeler. And you might think that you're channeling the messages from the Pleiadians or the Galactic Federation and they're aliens speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Great. If that's the story that you want to tell, more power to you. You might be like a Buddhist meditator and you like, you know, you 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 quiet the mind and then you get some kind of clarity and you might call it clarity. And it's just like this is I think these are all like metaphors for the same process. And you can also, in, 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 in the artistic traditions, they called it the muse in ancient mm. Greece. And there was like these, there were like these goddess spirits that would, you know, swoop down and whisper the great secrets into the poet's ear, you know, wow. that's another way to describe it. Right. So oh. I don't have a process other than I would say meditation is the closest where I just kind of quiet my mind. And I might have, I might have a, a sense of something like I might have a idea for a meme and I just kind of like let that, the actual language come through. Mm-hmm. I might have nothing at all. And I just kind of open myself to to what I feel or what I notice, or I kind of check, mm-hmm. I kind of check in with myself, like what 
what lessons am I learning right now? Like what, what, mm-hmm. what, ha- what has the universe been trying to show me that I've maybe been too busy to like really notice. Mm-hmm. So I, I it's kind of like check, like tuning into your body and just like seeing how you feel, like what's on my mind, like what's, mm-hmm. what, have, what, what lessons am I learning right now? Mm-hmm. And then just kind of like looking for that spark of, you know, wisdom mm-hmm. that, like you said, it's something that you're learning. Mm-hmm. Like it's usually like if I'm posting something, it's usually a lesson that I'm learning that then I can share, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's, it's not like something that I have mastered or figured out. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like, it's almost like a, a, a journal of my own. Yes. Tiny little, tiny little revelations that, you know, I might have throughout the day. Yeah. I love that. And I, I, I definitely relate to that in terms of how, I think about like the programs I want to put out or the different master classes that I that I have because it's it's always like it that energy that consciousness expresses itself through us through experience through energy through our bodies through our thoughts our visions our dreams like whatever you want to call it it'll show up in ways that we like don't even understand and like we're not meant to and but here's my question because there's been multiple times where like you know, all I'm like, okay, I'm going through this right now. So this would be an amazing thing to teach too. But in, and you, we talk about this often, like for me, it's really important to, to amplify the integrity in the coaching industry. And because you are also a coach now, James, you're not just a poet or a meme artist or a writer, you're a coach. Well, I, I learned if, if, if that's true, I learned it all from you. Ah, thanks. I'm like, I was so honored when you were asking me questions about like how to of coaching and whatnot, like anytime I'm here for it. I love it. I think it's, it's amazing. And I know that you, uh, will remain in value and integrity to support people. Um, not to say that people aren't like that, but I think there is, um, an unconscious lack of integrity in the coaching industry a little bit. And I, I just, it's not from a place of like hate or judgment. It's just kind of like, Oh, we, we can do a little bit better. Like we can, we can show up better. We can support people better. Um, and I think that's, that's my biggest thing when I go through stuff, it's like, Oh, I can totally, share this. And I totally can teach this. And I want to make sure that it's integrated before I like just vomit shit out to the world, because that's actually easier to do. Right. It's just like, take this. Um, so do you feel like you've also experienced that? Or maybe you have, I mean, I feel like memes are like, like Instagram posts are different because they are pretty like, it's like idea. I don't know, but I'm very like, Oh, idea put out, out, you know, but it's different for courses. I don't know how you feel about that, but yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think so. We're talking about both like making art, but then also being a teacher or a coach or a right. guide, right? right? So, I think I was resistant to a lot for a long time to the idea of coaching or teaching or even public speaking, right? Because I'm just like, well, really, what do I know? You know, like, I, am I an am I an am I an expert at the, uh, you know, at on this I? topic. Yeah. Like why, why am I in a, th- like, I think people, it's common to have, um, imposter syndrome mm-hmm. when like, when like getting established in any field and it's mm-hmm. like, well, should I really be, I don't know what to say. I'm still figuring out life myself. Mm. So I definitely had that when it came to public speaking and teaching and coaching mm-hmm. and, but it got to the point where it's like, oh, I've published two books. 
I have made several viral memes. Like I, I, I wrote, I write, I've had like a lot of success in poetry and like people are looking to me as an expert. So it's like, I didn't seek out to be a teacher or a coach or a, a thought leader. Right. I just wanted to make art. And then at, at a certain point I realized like, wait a minute, by any measure or any definition, I am an expert on this topic because I've been doing it for so long. And like, I've got success in the field and people are looking to me as a, as a leader in, in the space of creativity, memes, personal branding, like whatever it might be. So I'm, I've, I've, I'm finally like, whoa, I, I not only like, can I teach it, but I should teach it because like to a certain degree, like I have the, I have certain keys that I can share. And it's like, oh, it's almost, it's almost like selfish not to share and to yes. teach because like I reached that point of to some degree mastery in my craft, mm-hmm. but, but, but like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be a teacher unless I really felt like I was walking the walk. And when right. it comes to, you know, creativity, I am. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, 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 they used to say, there used to be like a, a, a saying that was like, those who do do those who can't do teach. And it was almost like this, it was almost like a, uh, like a, an insult to teachers. Cause like, Oh, they wow. can't really do it. So they've got to be a teacher. And I think that that's like an outdated concept. Yeah. Now I think it's like, Oh, if you can do, you should teach yes. because we need Agreed. people to like pass down that Dharma and share mm-hmm. the keys and share the codes and to like mm-hmm. leave breadcrumbs for people to follow. So mm-hmm. now I'm like you, I'm teaching courses and classes on creativity mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm really kind of settling into my role as a teacher. And, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I never planned to do that or like tried to do it, but it, 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 it's a natural extension of all the work that I have been doing with my own art. Yeah, totally. And I think like as simple as that, we tend, like, I was just telling this to someone yesterday. It's like, it's so interesting how the things that we're really here to expand on and to share with the world is the things that are most natural to us. And so it's funny because they're so natural. You almost don't see them. So if you don't take the time, the presence, the stillness to sit with it and to be in that naturalness of your being, it'll be really challenging for you to even tap into like, again, like that whole purpose concept we're hearing so much about, like I've been, I've, I remember like three years ago, like it was such a thing, especially during like COVID was like around the corner. And I think people could like really, if you look back, like people could feel it, like people could feel something was coming, you know, and they they didn't know what, but they were like, something's off. Like something feels weird. Like things are going to be shaken up soon. And I think in that, in those moments of distress and like the stress and just questioning, people start questioning themselves, which is actually so good. And in that questioning, a lot of people have been asking themselves, like what I want to, what am I here for? This is my purpose. 
And me being the little rebel that I am, I'm like, listen, honey, your purpose is to be here, to be a human, to breathe, to be, to experience, like let this whole idea go that like, it needs to be this like big fucking thing that like, you need to like tap into and make millions on like, you know what, maybe you're here to be the farmer next door. And like, that's fucking great. You know, like we need all the balances. We can't be all the things all the time. And I think it's like as simple as like, what is natural to you? What brings you the most joy? Like, what do you wake up in the morning with? And you're like that, like this, I want to do this. Like, it's so natural. It's, it lights me up. Hell yes. And really trusting yourself to allow that to evolve naturally. Right. Cause just like me, like I, are you kidding? Like, do you think I grew up being like, I want to be a coach? No, like it definitely, I never thought about a podcast. I've never thought about coaching. Uh, I wanted to be a lawyer, an architect or a vet, you know, like, yeah, I like, cool. but it's funny because like lawyer is like justice. So it kind of makes sense. So I'm very much about like just bringing more justice to the world in general. And then you have the architect that's all about like design and like real, like just bringing more design joy, I guess, in people's lives. Like I love how homes feel and like, but again, that's like safety, and then you have a vet that's all about healing. So like my inner child knew, but like, yeah, you know, that's funny. Yeah. The perp, the, our quote unquote purpose, it's always like a, it all, it clicks when you, when you, when you see all the things that you're drawn to, and then when they all kind of come together in one place, that's when it really clicks. And it's kind of like the fish, not knowing that it's in water. Because mm-hmm. like the fish swims in water, it lives in water. It doesn't have any concept of water because that's all it knows. Mm. It's kind of like that and your purpose. Like you're swimming in it every day, whether you know it or not. Yep. And you don't have to like strive for something outside of yourself. You just mm. need to le- lean into your own nature mm. and see where that takes you. Because even now, and like in hindsight, I can look back, like I was kind of making memes by accident. Like once, (laughs) once I, once I learned like Photoshop, I would always like make little funny, like inside jokes and send them to people. Oh my God. Like just like little inside jokes. And like only that person would get, and I would just send it to them and like, just Mm. for a laugh, which I guess was like what I'm doing now with memes, but just on a, on a, on on a bigger scale. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you can, and it's good to try things because you expand your comfort zone when you're like, oh, I, I need to, I think a period of striving is okay because you just kind of stretch yourself and you see yeah. what works, what doesn't. And you can, maybe you'll learn some skills that will come in handy down the road. Always. Right. Like I, I went to school for graphic design and I worked briefly as a professional graphic designer, I haven't done that profession in in a long time, but that experience now helps me make better memes. Right. So we, 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 we pick up skills like throughout our life experience that we can just mix and match and like Mm -hmm. find a new purpose for, Mm -hmm. but when it, when it, when it comes to like finding your, you know, what you're meant to do in this world, it, it's good to go out and search and to learn skills and to, you know, discover new things. But at the end of the day, you're kind of coming back to yourself and it's like been there the whole time, but you kind of needed to, you kind of needed to go through that journey to like yep. 
realize that it's there and to like identify it and to like fully own it because it's like I've looked around and like I've I've kind of seen what options are out there and like this is just who I am and this is who I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's ugh, I love I one of my favorite things honestly I think we spoke about this before 100% but one of my most favorite things to experience within this type of it's not even industry. Like just the way that we choose to live our lives is like just witnessing how everything is so connected. Like it's what like little glimpses. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Like I, I love witnessing it. It's so much fun for me. And I'm saying this because we're talking about purpose and we're talking about like coming home to the most natural States. And just yesterday I had an immersion day with uh, two beautiful men that came over and, Oh yeah, you messaged me back and you were like, it was so good. You're like, that sounds kinky. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. It totally does. It does. Um, that's not what happened. FYI, they came over for support and for some healing and um, on their own. And I'm just witnessing them. <laughs> but I gotta give you some crap. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I love, I love receiving your crap. Your crap is good. It's good crap. <laughs> but, um, so we were talking about like purpose and like work and what they're doing and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, we were, we were talking about like what fuels them. And so it's very natural, like what's natural out there. Unfortunately it's well, no, sorry. It's not natural. It's common, but it's not natural. What's common is that we see people continuously doing the things, but it's still from this place of like proving or defending something like, let me prove to them, to mom and dad that I'm good. Let me prove to my husband, to my partner that I've got it. Let me prove to myself. Like it's from this, like defending, like I'm successful or I'm not broke or whatever it is. But so the fuel and I think a lot of people can relate to this and I can already feel like people listening to this and being like, shit, this lands so much because it's so common, but people who usually burn out or lead from a place of an empty cup or a half filled cup is because they're still operating from a place of like needing to prove or defend something. And sometimes it can be as simple as like, I need to prove to myself that I'm not like my parents you're still operating from a place of lack. And so yesterday I witnessed these guys just like, holy shit, man. Like my fuel has not been from the place of like, what is my, my deepest joy? What is what's most natural for me? What, what really lights me up from a place of just ease? Like it doesn't have to be hard. Like it doesn't, of course there's that, again, that like mature discipline, but it feels so natural again, because it's anchored, it's integrated, it's loving. It's not from like this go, 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 which in my opinion would be like the immature little boy energy, masculine of like reactivity, impulsivity. And yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's very strong lately. And even this morning I sent out an email because I have a masterclass this week on Thursday. If anybody else wants to join, it's called harmonize. And it's really about like, just understanding how to harmonize your own energies within your body while you step into your next momentum in your life, your new reality, your new identity. And what I was typing in the email this morning and what I, cause I always, ta- it's one of my natural gifts, I guess, is the fact that I'm always able to tap into collective shit before it happens. Like COVID, I saw it happen in early December, 2019, like in depth. I I thought it was going to happen like 10 years from now, but I saw it happen and it was really trippy. 
Um, all this to say that as I was typing this email this morning, I'm like, I'm like, let me just take a moment and witness what's happening. What I feel is like happening right now. And it landed like so strongly where basically the rise of the feminine energy has been rising for years now. Right. And it's been so good. Like you're witnessing all these women kind of like unraveling men coming more to their emotions and their creativity, which is so juicy. But I think what's happening now is that they're realizing that actually to keep it sustainable, they need that anchored, mature, masculine energy to keep it sustainable or else we don't have that like rock. We don't have the pillars. We don't have that anchor. And funny enough, I have a bunch of friends that got pregnant in the last couple of months and they all got their gender reveal. They're all men. They're all boys. Wow. And I was like, holy shit, the rise of the masculine's here. Like it's, and I just got full body shivers to say this. Yeah. And I've been like receiving so many men in my field, like, Hey, I'm ready. Hey, Hey. And I'm like, what is going on? I love it. Yeah. I think that, well, first of all, I think that everyone has psychic abilities to see yes. what's happening, like to a degree. Yes. I, th I think the con the conscious mind is so limited compared to what is out there in the collective unconscious. And is it, that's why for me, meditation has been so important is just to loosen the reliance on the conscious logical mm -hmm. mind. Like no, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with an ego. There's nothing wrong with logic. There's nothing wrong with using reason. These are all incredibly important tools, but they're also limited limiting tools. You can only do the ego can only tap into so much. The, con the conscious mind only knows so much, but when you just, loosen your reliance on that conscious mind and kind of learn to tune in to that collective unconscious and like trust your your feeling and trust what your your set what you sense mm -hmm. and your own and your own instinct mm -hmm. and intuition then we just tap into like such a broader pool of knowledge and like inner knowing so i think that's totally true and um I think we all have access to that. And in terms of the, the masculine and feminine, yeah, it's kind of funny. What it made me think of, don't they always say that girls mature faster than boys? That's kind of like an old, that's like an old adage, like, like teenagers, like, a, like a, a 15 year old girl is going to be more mature than a 15 year old boy. Somewhat. Yeah. So, so on a collective level we we're, I mean, we're seeing, you know, people talk about the, the great awakening. Like we've mm -hmm. been, we, we've been waking up, like we've been waking oh, up yeah. for, oh for, for, for a minute now. For right? a minute. <laughs> I mean, and, um, and, 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 and if, if girls mature faster than boys, well, we're, we saw the, a, a great, uh, feminine awakening. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's been going on for years now. You know, I was in New York years. city when they, when they, when they started having the women's marches yep. and, uh, you know, and this collective uprising of the, of the feminine yeah. and those teach t-shirts that said the, the future is, is, is female mm -hmm. and just this like return to the divine feminine and this reawakening of, you know, this dormant feminine spirit and power and wisdom and wildness that had mm. been suppressed for literally thousands of years. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, and that's, that, that, that's a, an awakening that continues. And I think you're right. Like now 
And I think it's part of it is like all there's all we have all of these conscious women in the world right now, which is amazing. And I think a lot of a lot of men are like, well, wait a minute, like they don't find me attractive. Like my old my old uh, tricks and like the games don't work anymore. Those games don't work anymore. So it's like, oh, shit, men are like, we got to step it up, too. So maybe it's a result of this yes. feminine awakening where men are like, oh shit, we better get our act together because we're yeah. falling behind. Or maybe it's just like, it's an organic process that like maybe, maybe mm-hmm. there's a, a great awakening of consciousness that was just happening in the world. Yeah. And because women are more intuitive and tuned in, maybe mm-hmm. women just picked up on it first, but it's like, yeah. it's one, it's one wave that's happening and like women mm-hmm. just are more tuned in. So they they rode that wave faster and now men are kind of also catching up to it. But certainly we need you. I mean, we need a balance of both like anyone who thinks like masculinity is toxic or whatever. I mean, Oh my any God. unconscious, any, 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 any unconscious energy is toxic, right? Like it has nothing to you do with masculinity, right, there there. right? Because that's been honestly the last 24 hours. I think I've heard, I kid you not like five stories of men who are trying their best, who are getting fully physically and emotionally abused by their women. Mm. And I'm like, there is the dark feminine. And like, not only do men need to show up better, but we also do it. Like, it's not, the women are not like all good. Be all like, we are the ones who, no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like we both need to show up better. And like abuse is real for men too. And I sense like, I've seen that vulnerable side of them. And like, it's not just like one story, not the other. Like I actually know these people and it's, it hurts. It hurts my heart. Cause I'm like, these men want to be here with us and we are not like subconsciously we're like not giving them the space to come through because we're not trusting we're not immature in our own feminine yet for sure so and i think you know how extremes work like i think maybe i don't know we needed to like tap into that and then it starts dark feminine shadow feminine and then it moves into mature or we learn through contrast you know everything and i think that's what's so interesting too is like there's a masculine, there's a feminine, and yet it's all just one. But our, our human brains, like the best way that we learn in our minds is through contrast, it's through polarities, it's through black and white, but really there's just gray. So like, and I just massive honk outside confirmation, but, <laughs> but I think it's so interesting when we're like always trying to like, oh, it's this and it's, but it's that, but it's this, but it's that, but it's like, no, it's all one thing. Totally. It's all, it's all just consciousness. And yeah, it's just like the endless game of duality that it plays itself out in these dynamics, which is great because that's where, that's where sex comes from. Sex is literally a interplay of duality. So that's, it's just part of the game and it's fun. And, um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's just cool now because, you know, for for, for the, the past few years, there've been so many, you know, women's circles where women are getting together with women to like really just, you know, I think you need both in your life. You, whether you're a man or woman, you need to have uh, exposure to both. But it, it it's really nice for, you know, women to have a place with women to like, just like be in that energy. And now you're, we're, we're, there's so many like men's groups 
especially, I mean, here in Austin, it's like crazy. You know, I think it's <laughs> probably, I don't know. I don't know how much that's happening around the world, but it's definitely something that's here in Austin a lot mm-hmm. because, you know, men need the support of other men as well. 100%. And they need, they, they, they need to learn from other men and then yeah. they can, you know, then when we all blend together in our relationships, in our social lives, um, just on our growth together or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. you know, we're, 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 we're engaging and interacting from a place of just more consciousness and ultimately embodiment and just knowing yes. what that means and, you know, mm-hmm. relating to each other. Like respect, like respecting each other more, you know, allowing ourselves to, to see each other more, to see ourselves more, um, and I, and I, I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm doing the best that I can every day, but I'm, I'm really seeing the depth and the importance of it, not just being something I wait to practice in my, in my containers with my coaches, with my people, with people in my programs or in, in, in relationship, like it's all the time. It is when I walk outside, it's when I go to the grocery store, it's when I'm driving and I'm hitting traffic. Like how can I show up with deeper respect and reverence? for the masculine energetic that's mature because if there's imma- if there's immature immaturity there's definitely maturity somewhere too right because that that again that polarity there's always one on the other side of the other and can i really allow myself to like let my guard down so i can be in my heart be in my body as much as i can and like i think that's actually like one of the deepest spiritual practices you can probably have yeah. beyond just like the reading, the podcast. The, I mean, I love you guys being here. You know that, but you know, like, like it's not just about that. It's there's a, an invitation for deeper connection with everyone and everything around us. Yeah, I think it's funny that it's all. It's almost like the terms masculine and feminine are. They almost like make the conversation harder because they imply like they imply gender. Yes. And that's not the case, right? Like, yes, they, it's almost better to call it like yin and yang. And you should almost have like a yin right. circle. Like they should have like, oh, we're gonna have a yin circle. And it's like, mm. we're gonna, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna go into the yin. And we're gonna go and it's gonna be flowy and like lovey and like all these James, things. James fucking love that. I don't, like, your, I don't care what your I don't care what your I don't care what your genital genitals are. This is mm. a yin circle, right? Yeah. And the same with like, this is a yang circle. And it's mm. like, I don't care what your genitals are. We're going to like discuss and cultivate that, you know, that, that yang energy. Right. And then, um, because there are, there are men that probably have more yin energy naturally. And there are women that have more yang energy naturally. Right. So it's about like learning how to cultivate these energies and not associating them as being exclusively for men or for women, because it's really, we're all a mix of both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like people who do teach that dynamic, they do explain like, this is not, you know, masculine does not mean men and doesn't mean woman. It just means like the energetics within, but even like last night, for example, um, I was at this get together and this, this woman who is a little bit more in her feminine, observes me who is very much in the mature masculine energy where I I do get to like not create a lot, but I mean, I do create a lot, but I'm, I apply myself and like my, my masculine is like, it's juiced up, you know? And I, and I love it. I love that part. And a biggest part of my journey has been for a couple of years is like allowing my feminine to come through more. So I, I do feel pretty harmonized and it's a constant 
evolution. Anyways, all this to say that, you know, she's like, wow, you put out a lot, you do a lot. And then that like, do you give yourself the space and time to receive? And I was like, mm. yeah, I, I do. And, but I was just witnessing like her own interpretation and not even projections, because I feel like even that's like a negative connotation. It, it was just like, it was, I could see her reality, you know, coming into mine. And then I sat down to my next to my friend who is non-binary and she was, and they, sorry, they were like, you know, it's funny because everyone's talking about this and like, I just can't relate. And like, and it's all one. She, they, sorry, I'm still practicing. They know this. I'm like, I'm doing my best. It's like the first time I'm like (laughs) really practicing and devoting myself to support this with somebody important in my life. And so they were telling me how, um, in alchemy, it's all one. Mm. It's all one. Like, sure. Again, the mind might need the Hey, this is black. Hey, this is white. Kind of like a five-year-old kid, you know, like, look at this, look at that. But realistically at the core in alchemy, it's all just one. Yeah. It's like some people when they work out, like this is leg day, this is arm day. It's like, (laughs) but like, it's, it's the same body, right? I've been that person. (laughs) It's the same body though. It's like flexing different. It's like, I'm going to go for a run today or I'm going to lift some weights today. It's like, you're like, toning different aspects of the same body. Yeah. And I think like looking back, maybe what that would be like, and just from my experience, cause I was totally in that when I was doing bodybuilding, what is life? Um, it was probably my immature masculine energy mm. that was more, that was trying to mm. look for control or maybe it was, mm. my, maybe it was the other one. Maybe, I don't know, but there was a, whatever, there was a part of me that was looking for control because in that control, then I felt safe, you know? And so, I mean, we, that's, again, that's super common. That's like the thing to do right now. Um, I'm just glad we have the awareness and I hope that we can give the awareness to more people to again, and this is perfect timing of that masterclass and teaching harmonize. Um, it's like, we are, it is available to us to live in harmony within ourselves and with the external world. Absolutely. And that's our natural like, state. Exactly. And then we don't have to like force anything to happen. We don't have to push for things to happen. And then your creative flow is just coming through and then you're living your best life and you're chilling and having a good time, making good money. Bingo. What's, what's not to love. <laughs> oh, I love it. And like, like, that's what, like, I think that the, the, the artist, like I've, I've really been thinking a lot about the, what it means to be an artist Mm. And like, as I'm, as I'm settling into my role as an artist and as an art teacher, mm. and it's really, it's, there's something about the artist that's kind of like the role of the trickster yes. where it's like not getting too caught up in one identity. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love the idea of a fluid identity. Yes. Like I, I, I totally understand like the, even though I don't, associate that for myself, I totally understand the urge for some people to have like a fluid gender identity, for example, because like we are fluid period. And I think that that's one thing I love about being an artist is like, that is the role of the artist is to be fluid. And if you get too, if if you're, if you're too structured or too like, um, boxed in, or, you know, too serious about any certain thing, you kind of lose that ability to flow and to channel. So I just love, like, 
I think that's part of what it means to be an artist is to kind of have a fluid identity and like you're always changing and always growing and not like you know I was just writing something about Pablo Picasso and like all the different phases he went through during his career mm. you know he he was always changing and every every painting is an opportunity to change and to express something new and to see what comes through and you don't measure any of your work based on the work you did yesterday. Every single canvas is literally a blank slate, right? Every single meme is literally a blank slate. And if you're not changing, if you're not always evolving, if you're not fluid, you're going to keep doing the same thing. And it's, you're not an artist, right? So Mm -hmm. I think central to, to, to creativity is, you know, having a fluid mind and like, allowing yourself to change and like to give yourself permission to become somebody new. Mm. You don't have like you are, you are, I forgot who said this. There's this quote that's like, you are under no obligation to be the same person you were five minutes ago. (sighs) Your cells are dying and being reborn every day. Like we're literally new people. So like, you don't have to be the same person you were yesterday or last year. You can change. You can become somebody new. You have permission to evolve. And I just love that. And it's like your natural state. Totally. It's not, it's unnatural to be stuck in an identity, you know, because uh... you're, you're holding on to something that is no longer there. And the, like, you're a different, you're literally a different physical being i think every seven years every yes. single cell in your body has They're died actually and been five now five now it's five, speeding, i mean next thing you know it'll be three up. i don't know we're speeding up <laughs> so it's like we're only limited by our own belief systems that kind of hold us into one identity so i i, I just love the idea of waking up and being like well kind of who am i today or like what what am I creating today? And like mm-hmm. tr- trying to be as much of a blank slate every morning as possible. Mm-hmm. Amen to that man. Like that. I mean, the timing of this conversation, I, again, that little moment of like, Oh my God, synchronicities. I love it so much. Like on point. And I think that's honestly something like even in my work that I've experienced with myself and then I'm constantly finding myself support with other people. And it's actually going to be something I'm going to announce in the masterclass, but it's, it's like the, one of the biggest reasons why I see people not wanting subconsciously to fully evolve. And it's even like associated to money. So I just like, I had, you know, how I love talking about wealth and money and all and the energetics of it. And so I had uh, Jesse on, you remember Jesse, you came to his studio for when I was leaving. So, um, and so we were talking about, he's very creative too. He is so creative and he doesn't look like it, but he's, he's in that flow all the time. And he's like, lets himself get out of the way and just like allows and allows and allows. And he was talking about the concept of like the starving artist and how it's such an identity grasp, right? Like people hold on to that and they assume that like, being creative means like you can't make too much money. And if you do, then you're no longer an artist or it means something different about you or whatever it is. And I'm curious, like, have you experienced that at all? Yeah, I think so. But I, I, you know, I think one, one of the things that I've learned or even just remembered is that, you know, Mm -hmm. creativity is not 
exclusive to making art. Because, like, in all honesty, like, if you're, if you're a painter, it, it, it is kind of a little bit hard to make money. Not to say you can't do it. Not to say you can't find your way. You could be a designer. You could be this and that. Like, there are pathways if you really are called to do that. You, you can certainly make money as a painter. But it is not the easiest thing in the world. Like, there's a, lim- there's a certain, you know... Um, economy around that but Mm -hmm. the thing is creativity is something that are it's applied to every aspect of your life like if if you're an entrepreneur you're creative like oh my god you have to have you have to be like you your your business becomes your art yes you know you're using creativity to make your business uh you might use your creativity to have a beautiful home that you can live in. You might use creativity to build a community around you and have great mm-hmm. friendships that all these things take creativity. Yeah. Creativity is anything that you make happen. Period. You make something happen. Like you, you have an idea, like I want this in my life mm-hmm. and you figure out how to manifest it into your reality, mm-hmm. whatever that is mm-hmm. that requires creativity. Mm-hmm. And that includes building wealth, you know, wealth doesn't just come to you. I mean, you might just be like a high power lawyer and like, you just, you know, you, there's other ways to make money, but if you are, you know, creativity, I think is essential to making money. It's not like, Oh, I can't, um, creativity and money are not connected. No creativity mm-hmm. is what allows you to find that pathway that will work for you. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kind of like part of my mission is to open is to broaden the definition of artist. Mm. right because we're all you know your life your life might be your art you know you're making yourself every moment of every day so that's why like i think creativity is just the life force of creation is animating our bodies every second of every day so everything you do that comes naturally from you that you make happen that's an act of creativity so yeah, I think that creativity is such an asset when it comes to making money and building wealth. Hundred percent, and we're all so deserving of it. Mm. We're all, I mean, it's, again, it's our it's our natural birthright. It's like we're born, and here you go. Yeah, yeah. I think that we all need to. We're all going through a lot of deep programming right now. Oh my god! You know <laughs> the the whole like the whole we've all been like programmed to like put ourselves into boxes that where we didn't quite belong because like that was the way the educational system and the economy is kind of set up or like you, you you follow the rules you'll get ahead and you can you know get a good job a good job you're a good girl you're a good boy you're doing the right thing and those rules no longer apply the world has changed so much that you can follow all the rules and and still end up nowhere or still end up working your ass off just to keep your head above water. Right. So it is essential that we deprogram these beliefs about following rules and feeling guilt around making money, doing what we love. Mm -hmm. Cause not only is it possible, like you have to do it now if you want to like be fulfilled. (laughs) Like, There's not a lot of Did you other hear options. that? Did you hear that? 
You have to. You get to. You have it's to. It's here for you. You get to. You can. You, get to. you can. You get to. And you have to. Like the this time is, is like now. what we have to do. That's what we came here for. This is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. Self-actualization. So, yes. Is that in your books? It will be now. <laughs> I'll get, I'll take credit. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about what you're, you're teaching right now with, uh, I know you got the meme school going, you got a membership space, right? The creative. Yeah. Uh, recreation studio. Yeah. So, um, you can work with me in a variety of ways. Um, the easiest thing to do is to, I've got a free online community called recreation studio, Mm. um, where we meet monthly uh, virtually to do various, you know, creativity exercises and Mm. open mic nights and Mm -hmm. writing workshops. And I'm, you know, just trying to cultivate that creative community because there's Mm -hmm. so many closet artists out there and people that want to be creative but don't have that outlet so i just want to build a space that enables people to be creative and connect with other creatives and then as Mm -hmm. part of that i'm running various uh classes and courses so i just finished the first ever meme school which was a a class to teach people how to make memes and like what an, what a meme is the philosophy behind a meme and then how how to make them yourself so i'm going to be running that again uh, soon. And I'll announce that in recreation studio as well as on Instagram. And I'm also going to be doing a course coming up around personal branding. Cause I worked, you know, I, I realized like, Oh, wow. I, I worked for a decade as a brand strategist and I've worked with some of the top brands to help kind of cultivate their message and their image and their purpose and their vision. And, it's such a blessing now to be able to bring those same skills to entrepreneurs, to healers, mm-hmm. to practitioners, to people who have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be doing, I think it's going to be a three-week course on you know, building your own brand um, and like cultivating your own message and just defining your positioning in whatever field that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be running that soon as well. And I'm also, uh, I have some openings for some one-on-one yeah, uh, you co- do. coaching clients where I can help um, de- help people develop their own personal brands as well as kind of unlock that inner creativity and that inner artist. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like halfway, I, I treat my coaching almost like halfway between like a branding studio and mm. a uh, creativity school. Mm. Um, so you can work with me one-on-one, um, through that as well. That's amazing. So many opportunity. And I love that you made that community space. You said once a month it's free. Well, it's free. We, we, there, and you know, there's ongoing conversations, but we've been doing, um, we've been doing a a virtual meetups once a month. That's amazing. You're inspiring me now to give something of that sort for breath work and meditation. And Hmm. Thank you, James, for that. That sounds that sounds amazing. And again, I love your your devotion to all of this. And really, you're giving permission to people to just be 
utilizing their creativity and their art and whatever capacity that looks like. You're not even just like putting in a box of like, it must be something with a pencil or a paper or Mm -hmm. a paintbrush, or it's just like, you are making your life, your art and your creativity. And like, how does that look? And how do you want it to look? And what does it mean about you? And who do you want to be? And like, how, yeah, I just find that amazing. So thank Thank you. you. Yeah. Not everyone's going to be a, you know, a, a painter or a writer, like yeah. we all have create, we all have creati- creativity, and there are all these different disciplines that can be used to practice and express. And I think it's best to learn from all of these. You know, if you want to be a serious painter and just paint, then go to go a, for it. T- take a painting class, whatever. But I, I, what I try to teach is just like that, that, um, that underlying creativity that fuels all disciplines, all right, including your business, including your own life. Love that. I love that. And so, okay. I want to know last little mic drop. What would you tell your inner child from all, like, if he knew, like now, you know, what, you know, what would you tell him as he's growing up and discovering his own creativity? Have fun and be fearless. Ooh, that's it have fun and be fearless Mm. and be fearless in your fun and have fun while being fearless. Mm. That's it. New meme, new meme. meme. There it is. (laughs) James, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, Is there anything else that you would like to share before we hop off? No, I just want to thank you. You know, uh, we met serendipitously in Austin about a year ago, really. Yep. Actually, and, um, actually, yes. Yeah. April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we became pretty much instant friends. And, you know, uh, I, I'm just grateful for our friendship. And mm-hmm. you teach me um, as well. So thanks for being you. And thanks for having me on the podcast today. Thanks, James. I love you. We'll, love we'll you talk too. soon. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with James just as much as I did. It was such a pleasure to have him on. And if you want to stay in touch with him to see what he's up to, what he's creating, what he is offering, I highly suggest to scroll down to the show notes, find him on Instagram, words are vibrations, um, and just get in touch with what he's offering in terms of coaching or different programs or the meme school or anything to really tap into your creativity. I don't need to explain to you more of what that is you already know by now and yeah i'm just really grateful that you that you're here that you took the time to press play if you feel called to sharing this episode with a friend or to support me in any way possible what i love the most is sharing episodes on social medias tagging me and leaving a five-star review and i found a way that you guys can do it that is so easy so simple and it literally takes two seconds it's another platform i had to get on but i'm so happy to have provided that because 
it's kind of annoying to like subscribe, do the thing, go online, do the review when you can just click this link and then just put in a quick little, you know, footnote as to what you're experiencing through this podcast, through these conversations, through these epic people. And that is the best way to support me into expanding the podcast. So I appreciate you if you want to take the time for that. And in the meantime, we're just going to keep bringing epic people, epic conversations on this epic platform. I see you. I hear you. I love you. Have the most amazing day and I'll see you guys soon.